Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to our series. This series, we are talking about 2020 lemons. And today we have a special guest, Carl Austin with us and Michelle. Hi, Carl. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so that they can kind of tune in and gauge before we get started into these lemons and lemonade. So I'm I'm 35 and I'm a married black gay male living here in Las Vegas. I am a flight attendant for a major U.S. carrier and I love Kiwi. (laughs) So random. It is super random, but that's good to know. Well, I, I was looking around the room and I like have like these kiwi peel, peels that I just ate before we got on this podcast. So yeah, I was just like, yeah, I love kiwi. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. So this series is really about how we took a turn and we understand that there was a lot of tragedy that occurred in 2020. Don't get us wrong. There's a lot going on. The pandemic happened in 2020. There's a lot of people that have passed away unneedingly to, uh, to needingly to needingly to, I love it. I just like to make up and add some words and some lingo, but unnecessarily, right. There are some individuals that passed. And so it is super, um, you know, we, it's super critical for us to kind of preface that, but we are in a new year. I thought I was going to wake up on January 1st and be out of this nightmare. And apparently we're still in COVID. I like thought I was like in a dream for like a couple of months and was like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep on the 31st, wake up on Jan 1. And COVID's like, it was like all a dream. And I didn't lose like 10 months of my life. Um, but that is not the case. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> Carl, here's an interesting story. So Marie and I both headed up the COVID-19 pandemic crisis in our organization. We were both on nights and weekends. We both worked for companies that were considered essential. So our audience or our, our employees not only had to keep working, but they had to keep working from our buildings and not from their home. So that increased the number of instances. And I hate to brag here, But one of my negatives from 2020, leaving my full-time job, as a result of it, I no longer have to take those night or weekend calls about COVID-19. Man, I am jealous, Michelle, because I'm still on COVID night and weekend duty. I pretty much work around the clock whenever there's an emergency case that happens. So I'm super envious. I'm waiting. That's going to be like my, when we do this podcast, like, you know, 50 some episodes from now and we talk about the best of the following year. I hope I take that one off my list. <laughs> All I have to say is pussy power and control. All right. Right. <laughs> exactly. But one of the things that we started talking about towards the end of December, I mean, it was probably the end of November when the reality was December 31st wasn't going to be a magic day for us especially with COVID increasing worldwide, we decided that we still needed to take an opportunity to reflect back. And one of the ways that I have done that in the past is to look at, 
you know, the goals that I've accomplished, the ones that I didn't accomplish, why or how to look at some of the tough things that happened to see if there was a lesson. I am not one of those people that believe there's a lesson in everything. Sometimes I think shit is shit, but I do think sometimes there is a lesson. So we wanted to bring people on in the month of January to try to reframe the mindset to reflect back and to look at some of those lessons and maybe even wins that came out of 2020. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. So, <laughs> I, you know me, I'm controversial. So that's probably why you've asked to be on this show today. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's start with that. Let's, okay. All right. How do I say this? without offending all of my white privileged friends and white privileged followers. Here's how you say it. You ready? If there are any rude comments, send them to Michelle. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, say say. Um, <laughs> if there's any rude comments or if you don't like me or if you want to come find me and you want to have a conversation in regards to what I'm about to say, I'm really open to your opinion and I really would love to have a conversation with you or even invite you to have a conversation with all of us on a podcast in the future. So, so if you, if you want to chime in, please, 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 please write my friends here because they will love to answer and we could set something up because I'm really open to discussing pretty much anything. So, um, so my, actually my highlight of 2020 is the, the black lives matters movement. Okay. That's your highlight, huh? It is my highlight. I'm going to say that because I had a pretty extraordinary 2020 in regards to just personal things that were going on with me, with the airline crisis that was going on because of COVID, obviously. You know, I didn't work very much in 2020, although I did, I got paid still the same amount of money, which is fantastic, thank God. But I also had to learn how to be at home again because I'm never home, you know, so I had to learn how to be in a marriage again, which I can disappear from, from you know, because I'm a flight attendant, so I get to travel. But that wasn't my highlight. I would have to say people finally listening. And we're not even there yet. We, we've started, though. We've started a conversation. We've started it. But people finally listening and finally acknowledging that there is a problem. Do you think it's like finally? Because there's been a multitude of situations for many years that have then evolved into a protest. Well, let's fast forward to Ferguson. That created national protests due to the Michael Brown situation in St. Louis in 2017. Sure. So what stood out about this year and the BLM movement this year that really kind of sparked some interest? So let, me, let, me put it, let me put it back. To, I'll put it back to that movement and I'll put it back to even the Rodney King movement. Who were primarily marching those movements? It was primarily people of color, right? Correct. And they were, you know, causing havoc or whatever, destruction, yada, yada, yada. In the Black Lives Matters movements that has been happening this year, it's been very inclusive. If you look at some of these march marches and if you look at some of these protests and things like that, you have, it's been the most diverse crowds that probably you've ever seen in, in, in history of the United States. What do we think caused that? So I have a theory and... My theory is based on the generation younger than me, my nieces and my nephews. Marie and I have talked about this a lot. We've talked about my niece in particular. She calls herself a humanitarian. 
and she will pass, like she will just blast businesses that are doing unethical things that don't treat people equally. I feel like we, while we might've raised a generation of kids that don't know how to talk outside of a cell phone, (laughs) we have raised a generation of kids who are willing to say wrong is wrong. That's my, that's my perspective. So tell me what you see. So I, okay. It's funny because I was talking to one of my old classmates from high school, Robin, who Maria, you, you probably know, but anyways, um, I was talking with her and it was, I was like, man, I just, I should get out there and I should, you know, do this. I looked at her. Well, I, I, I looked, I paused for a moment. I was like, kids, I'm like, wait, I'm still a kid, aren't I? And she said, no. She says, you're married and we have kids and all this. You're not a kid anymore. You're, you're a full-blown adult. And it made me kind of realize, I said, yeah, okay, you know what? The baton has been passed. It has been passed. I mean, this is my fight and I can fight in different ways, like having conversations such as this. Anyways, to go back to that, I think that the, the generation that is coming up now politically, you know, the 18s to 25-year-olds, they are brilliant people. I think that they have really seen the world for what it is. I really think that they do understand that being inclusive is going to be the only answer that's going to help America move forward. They have so much access to information via internet that you and I did not have that give them a lot more leeway in regards to formulating educated opinions about what's right and what's wrong, even if their parents don't agree with that, right? When I was watching those marches on TV, I, I literally dropped tears of joy because I saw such beauty within our country. And I think because of those young kids and those young kids with the white privilege, because they were taking part and they were listening and they were helping and they were standing, holding hands side by side with people who are struggling. People who have had family members die because of the, the, the problems within our country really, really spoke. And sorry, I get a little emotional. I talk about things like this because I mean, this affects my life or, you know, it affects any maybe future children that I might have or anything along those lines. And it affects Maria's life. And Michelle, it affects your life too. I mean, yes, you are a white woman and, you know, you have white privilege. But ultimately, you know, if we lived in, if you, if America, let's just say America was an all white land and there was no people of color here, well, you wouldn't have style. Yeah, we wouldn't have good music. Wouldn't have music, wouldn't have food. Wouldn't have good food, for sure. Wouldn't have hairstyles. Jeez, I'm telling you, it would suck. Yeah. For real. Really boring, you know. That that was my offender alert there. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend it. Genuinely, it would suck. But people have to think, there's there's a lot of things that people of color, not just Black people, but, you know, Hispanics, Asians, Indians or, you know, Native Americans or, you know, whatever. So, and so to back to why this is like my highlight of my gear is because for the first time in my lifetime, I feel that people of color have finally been heard. We've had these conversations. We finally are, people are finally having these conversations via online, via phone, in person, 
or whatever it is. I mean, it's not a topic that's just really going away. So that's why it's been my, it's not necessarily a positive highlight. I, well, to me, it's a positive highlight. Well, and, and that's the whole premise of the series, right? Like 2020 had lemons and how'd you turn it into lemonade, right? And in this case, right, those are lemons, but there is positive outlook, future forward outlook on that. I think, and I think it will be a, a beautiful. Maria, what was your highlight? My highlight was going and really focusing on myself through a number of areas to be both physically and mentally well. And so I was in a car accident a couple of years ago, a couple car accidents um, that left me pretty, pretty messed up. The last one did. Um, and I uh, wasn't allowed to really work out the way I wanted to for a while until I fully healed. And so in 2020, I finally got to started getting to a well enough place to be able to start working out. And I started doing some meditations as well and kind of really getting into them a little bit further. I've always tried them here and there, but um, I've really been working on my physical and mental wellness and taking it to the next level. So hopefully trying to get back into potentially a physical place that I was pre-car accident. So that was my highlight. Michelle, how about you? Other than quitting corporate America, is that a highlight? The easy answer is quitting corporate America. The better answer is what that move helped me discover about myself and how I think it'll help me define my future in sort of that lull of not enjoying my job and not ready to quit yet. Um, I actually decided to maximize the things I do well. I'm uh, pretty amazing as a coach, if I do say so myself. What kind of coach do I ask? It's always been business up until now, but I actually took a venture. I got a business coaching certification through um, the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches, but I also started doing life coaching. And I decided to start doing life coaching because I got a life coach. And Kristen, who listens to this podcast, was pretty amazing. She asked me some tough questions that I'd never actually bothered to think about in my life. And um, the result of what she fed into me, I kind of wanted to feed into the rest of the world. So I decided to get certified. Maria, so you said that you've done a lot of finding and, and, and such within your 2020 as well. What exactly does that mean for you? Like, what did you see? What did you find? What did you like <laughs> found on that? Um, no, I mean, I think I found a little bit more. Um, I was literally looking for more opportunities for me to just be at peace. Right. And so mental and health wellness was really kind of what I was taking a look at and being able to calmly and collectively as, as a total mind and body, making sure that I was able to de-stress in a time where it was a lot going on within our organization. I mean, there's plenty of hours to work. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a very interesting year. I've really been working on the dynamics of my friendships and understand, not friendships, but just relationships in, in general. Like, so my friendships, my marriage, family dynamic, and just kind of understanding what those mean to me and how I fit in those, those categories. 
particularly more so with my friendship circle now because I'm getting older and I have a, a fair, I have a really good amount of friends and I have a really good friendship support circle. And I've had my friends for many, many years. I mean, Maria, yeah. how long have we wow. known each other? 20, 20 years, maybe? I don't know. Now you guys are old. <laughs> well, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> but I mean, and that's the majority of my friendship circle. I've just known them for a really long time, but I have to also decide whether or not that are they appropriate for me in my life now? You know what I mean? Are they have the same goals and same, are they going in the same direction that I might be going in? Yeah, they might be successful. They might be, you know, have more money. They might have bigger houses or whatever it might be. But, you know, I'm, I'm struggling right now with a friendship that I've had since I was 12 years old and we we were best buds. I mean, like best friends. And there's been some situations in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so that this person's really hurt me. And I brought this to the attention of this person and they make excuses versus just apologizing and being like, hey, look, I, I didn't know you felt that way and let's work on it or fix it, you know? And come to find out they're still doing some of the same shit that we were doing when we were 20 years old. How do I decide if this friendship is going to be okay for me moving forward, but also how do I break off somebody that's so familiar to me that I know that I've known for so long that's been so supportive and we've been through so many things and I'm trying to constantly work on but because I, I feel like 2020 is a year in 2021 is a year to just kind of get rid of the bullshit it's, it's just time to reinvent each other it's time to reinvent America it's time to reinvent how we think and how we look at things and I've always been a really optimistic person. I've always been very trusting. I've always been a person who looks at the glass as half full rather than half empty. I always see good in people before I see the bad in people. And I try to always be the best person I can be because the people who raised me were the best people they could be for me. I love that. I agree. That's a huge thing that came out of 2020 is... You know, whether it was because you had to work from home or you were furloughed or you were crazy, chaotic, we all had to go back and look at our lives and what matters and what's important. I think that also plays to what we as humans are starting to prioritize and Black Lives Matter, whether we're, we're willing to get out there and put at risk that we might go to jail or something might happen. Because I think it we were sort of forced because of this situation that no one has ever experienced to really reflect on what we're doing every single day, day in and day out. Yeah. What we're doing, what we're saying. Yeah. I, I think there was a lot of time for reflection in 2020. And I think that's, that's the most critical part. I think the great, the, the best part about 2020 is that you, there were so many individuals that I spoke to that as frustrated as parents were with their children, there are times that those parents got to spend with their children that they would never had experience in any other day, right? Being side by side now, as much as they annoy you, whatever the case may be, while you're trying to get some work done, that was the hard part as well. But I think having, you know, I had some people that just had a child in 2019. So to watch their, you know, or, or late 2019 to watch their, to be home, to watch their kids take their first steps 
and not have to miss that from the babysitter or to be there when their kids said their first words or something like that, right? There's there's just so much power in something that would have never, ever happened on its own without the pandemic um, and to have some extra time to reflect created some turmoil and chaos and also at the same time created some opportunities to really celebrate and reflect with yourself or have discussions with one another. So there's no doubt 2020 had a fantastic opportunity for us to step outside of our box. You know, it's interesting, Carl, you mentioned friends and it's actually that reflection thing is something that every podcast I listen to, every radio show, everyone is talking about it. I actually was listening to a podcast by Mel Robbins and she uses a tree to describe her friends. And she said she used this year to reflect back on her friends. And so um, she actually ended up calling them her 3am friends, but she used a tree by saying there are, there are those people in your life who are your 3am friends. They're like the roots and the trunk of that tree, they're strong. And she said specifically, she said, I'm not talking about your friends that would show up if you had a crisis at 3 a.m. because a lot of people will do that because they like being the hero. She said, I'm talking about the person that answers the phone just because you need someone to talk to and it's 3 a.m. in the morning. And then she said she thought that someone was you know, like her core friend, her 3 a.m. friend. And what she realized is their lives went in completely different places. And she described them as the leaves of a tree. And she said they were in her life for a reason when they were there. And she got nothing from that but value from having them in their lives. But now the wind has blown them into separate places and I really think that that's what we had an opportunity to do, whether we wanted it or not, was to, to really look at, am I making choices intentionally or am I just going with the day? It's a challenge to, to come to those realizations of who or what are benefiting you and growing and moving forward within your life, right? I feel like a person of our age groups, right? Versus someone who might be in their early 20s, it's a little bit easier for us because we're just like, well, whatever. It's like, you know, I have my life. I'm going to live it. I'm going to be fine. Fuck you. Bye. You know, where people in their 20s, they're just so, it's so uncertain for them. They're just, they're, they're just they have no idea like what tomorrow's going to bring and they just want everyone to kind of like them and they want to fit in. It's kind of like your second wave of being a teenager, you know? So I challenge your, your listeners to spread a kind word at least once a day to someone that you don't know. Just one kind word. I, I challenged recently a friend, which, you know, it's a little bit more extreme, but I challenged a friend. I said, instead of ignoring a homeless person, why not bring them home for dinner? Just because they're homeless doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That's a great challenge. I just challenge someone to say something nice to someone, you know, do something nice or say something nice to a complete stranger. One time per day, it's really easy. How many times do you go into a store or, or go to the grocery store or go to the dog park with your dog or whatever it might be? Do something nice for somebody. Yeah, so great point. Thanks, Carl, for joining our segment and talking through 
your 2020 lemons. I really hope this hits well with our listeners, whether you agree or or agree to disagree, because again, we're very controversial on our show. Michelle and I talk about that all the time. But you want to hear more of Carl. He's actually going to be coming back with us during our diversity segment to talk through how you work through in the business and with your peers, those uncomfortable conversations. And so you want to hear more. Stay tuned, everyone, to the next series. But until next time, take care. Bye, everyone. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys.